48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. Consumer Council warns about the safety of some baby mattresses. The murder case against a Vietnamese woman accused of killing the North Korean leader's half-brother Kim Jong-nam in Kuala Lumpur is to go ahead. And the mainland unemployment rate rises above 5%. Consumer Council says three of eight baby models of baby mattresses fail to meet European safety standards, saying babies could be suffocated while sleeping on them. The council carried out the tests with the International Consumer Research and Testing. It found that the firmness of the three models was inadequate in some positions and babies may not be able to breathe if they roll over and bury their face into the mattress. Here's Gilly Wong, the watchdog's chief executive. Just going to the shops and you want to buy a cotton mattress, uh, it cannot be too hard or too soft. So you have to try out different mattress through your hands and also to imagine um, the weight of your kids um, to feel the firmness of the uh, mattress. Uh, it cannot be too hard, cannot be too soft. Reasons being is too soft. Um, the face will, if it is um, laying down, uh, when it, when the baby sleep, uh, it could cause you know the very high risk of uh, suffocation. So this shouldn't be you know happened. Uh, but if it's too hard, it may cause discomfort to your kid as well. The three problematic models were from Zero Three Baby, Mini Mito, and Condeed. The council says it has referred the matter to the customs department. Lawmaker and Association of Hong Kong Nursing Staff Joseph Lee is calling on the government to restore cash allowances and add more points to nurses' pay scales to fight the current nursing shortage. It follows a meeting between nursing representatives and the head of the hospital authority, Lem Pak Ying. The hospital authority has promised to review the pay structure. Here's Mr Lee. In the past, for um, general nurses like uh, registered nurses, the pay, pay, pay scale uh, has been revised or has been uh, revised down. They have to review the situation, they have to review the pay structure, the pay scale. And in particular, if the, uh, the previously cash allowance arrangement is 16.5%, uh, but unfortunately with the downsizing and, and, and the budget control, after 2000, so the HHI will cut the cash allowance into a kind of fixed allowance. Uh, we uh, urge the HHI to rework back this situation. A group of pharmacists is calling on the government to include medication checkups in the elderly health care voucher scheme. These annual checkups would help elderly people identify medicines that don't work together, have side effects, or those they don't need anymore. Harris Chang, who's the president of the Practicing Pharmacists Association, says foreign studies showed that one-fifth of hospital visits are due to medication-related problems. All these problems with polypharmacy, adverse drug reactions, incorrect drug, uh, incorrect dose, uh, non-adherence, will cause the elderly to visit the hospital more frequently. And so if we're able to manage and reduce the chances of the risk of being causing the harm to the elderly, we can help the hospital authority hospitals to ease the crowded situations so they can manage more of the emergencies and less more of the complications of the chronic disease being poorly managed. The group also said it was concerned about a government proposal to cap the amount of money elderly people can spend on optometry services using medical vouchers. Here's Ms Chang again. The cap on a certain service will restrict the flexibility and also limit the freedom of choice of the elderly to use the resource of the elderly health voucher in the ways that which they need them. You will find the elderly will be left in a position where they have vouchers left, but they have reached that limit and they cannot use it. And that will be a waste. 
we should trust that the elderly and trust the healthcare professionals to work as together as a team, and that we will be able to plan better. Prosecutors say Malaysia's Attorney General has ordered the murder case to proceed against a Vietnamese woman accused of killing the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's half-brother Kim Jong-nam. In court today, prosecutors gave no explanation as to why they refused to drop the charge against Doan Thi Huong. On Monday, her co-accused Indonesian city Aisia was released. Mr Kim died when the two women rubbed a cloth containing nerve agent onto his body at Kuala Lumpur Airport in 2017. They say they are innocent and had been told that they were taking part in a reality TV show. A number of North Korean officials left Malaysia shortly after the killing. The mainland's unemployment rate has risen to 5.3% from 4.9% in December. It comes as industrial output slowed over the first two months of the year. Output growth at factories and workshops for the first two months slowed to 5.3% year-on-year from 5.7% in December. That's the slowest pace since early 2002 and short of forecasts. But investment picked up speed as the government fast-tracked more road and rail projects. China combines January and February economic data in an attempt to smooth distortions created by the long Lunar New Year holidays early each year. British MPs have once more defeated the government in a vote over Brexit. This time they rejected leaving the European Union without a deal at any time. However, the law stipulates that Britain leaves on the 29th of March with or without a deal. Later today, MPs will vote on whether to request an extension to the process. The BBC's Kevin Connolly is in Brussels. MPs have confirmed the long-held European fear that it's easier to see what they're against than what they're for. The view in Brussels remains that there's not much to be done on this side of the channel to help Theresa May with what often looks like a long and exhausting attempt at single-handed navigation towards a deal. No more negotiating and no more clarifying, as Michel Barnier put it. In seven days' time, EU leaders will gather here in Brussels and any decision to delay Brexit will require their unanimous approval. Boeing says it agrees with the decision of the U.S. aviation regulator, the FAA, to ground temporarily all of its 737 MAX aircraft operating worldwide. Boeing, which had insisted the airliner was safe following Sunday's fatal crash in Ethiopia, said it was recommended the suspension out of an abundance of caution. President Trump earlier said the decision was made on the basis of new information and evidence. Planes that are in the air will be grounded if they're the 737 MAX, will be grounded upon landing at the destination. Uh, Pilots have been notified. Uh, Airlines have been all notified. Airlines are agreeing with this. The safety of the American people and all people is our paramount concern. The former Texas congressman, Beto O'Rourke, will later today formally announce his bid to become the presidential candidate for the Democrats in the 2020 U.S. elections. He told the television station in his home state of Texas he's joining the race to take on Donald Trump. BBC's Chris Buckler reports. Better O'Rourke is trying to present himself as the fresh face of the Democratic Party. And it's a face that he's managed to get featured on the front cover of the new issue of Vanity Fair magazine. The former punk rock musician is viewed as a media-friendly rising star. And he showed his ability to draw crowds and raise money in last year's midterm elections. He joins more than a dozen other Democrats who have already declared, and it's likely that list will get even longer. 
Facebook is currently suffering the most severe outage in its history, with many of its services inaccessible to users across the world. The company has said it is trying to resolve the issue. Apart from Facebook itself, Messenger and Instagram have also been disrupted. This is BBC's Dave Lee. In 2008, a glitch knocked Facebook offline for an entire day. But back then, the service only had around 150 million users, a mere fraction of the 2.5 billion people who access the company's products now, or at least try to access them. Starting at around 4 p.m. GMT on Wednesday, users around the world reported not being able to use Facebook, its image-sharing site Instagram, or its messaging app WhatsApp. Addressing rumours, Facebook said it had not been the victim of a particular type of cyber attack known as a distributed denial of service, whereby a target is overwhelmed with high volumes of traffic. However, the company is yet to share any more details about what has gone wrong. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has criticised China's human rights record, saying China is in a league of its own when it comes to violations. He's speaking at the release of the State Department's annual report examining rights abuses across the world. In just 2018, China intensified its campaign of detaining Muslim minority groups at record levels. Today, more than one million Uyghurs, ethnic Kazakhs and other Muslims are interned in re-education camps designed to erase their religious and ethnic identities. The government also is increasing its persecution against Christians, Tibetans, and anyone who espouses different views from those, those of government or advocates change in government. U.S. Senate has approved a resolution that would end U.S. support for the Saudi Arabia-led coalition in the war in Yemen. Vote in the Republican-controlled Senate is a rebuke to President Trump's policy towards Riyadh. The resolution seeks to stop any involvement in the conflict without authorization by Congress. Vigil has been held outside a secondary school in Susano, near the Brazilian city of Sao Paulo, to remember eight people shot dead by two former students. Most of those who lost their lives were around 15. Two male attackers were 17 and 25. They later killed themselves. Speaking near the scene of the attack, the governor of Sao Paulo State, João Doria, expressed his shock. First of all, to the victims, to the parents of those young people, to the relatives of those two employees of the school, and also to the parents and relatives of the murderers, our solidarity. This was the saddest thing I've dealt with in my whole life. I'm very sad that an event such as this one happened in our country and here in Sao Paulo. New Zealand's Minister for Climate Change, James Shaw, has been assaulted in the capital Wellington on his way to Parliament. A 47-year-old man has been arrested. Here's the BBC's Hal Griffith. James Shaw was on his way to work walking past Wellington's botanical gardens when a man attacked him and struck him in the face. He was left with a black eye and cuts. Paramedics were called, but he was able to continue on to the Parliament and attend a meeting before taking himself to hospital. Ministers in New Zealand do not, as a matter of course, have protection officers. The Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, has warned the accessibility of politicians shouldn't be taken for granted. Finance a short time ago, the Hansen index was at 28,790. That's 16 points down the previous close. Turnover stands at $56 billion. Currencies, US dollars trading at 111.53 yen, the euro at 1 US dollar and 13 cents, and the pound at 10 Hong Kong dollars and 40 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. We start with football. Liverpool have booked their place in the Champions League quarterfinals. Money with a header! That's it! Liverpool are going through! 
performance. Liverpool were 3-1 winners at Bayern Munich in their last 16 first leg. A brace from Sadio Mane split by a goal from Virgil van Dijk made it a comfortable evening for Jurgen Klopp's team in Germany. Former Liverpool defender Mark Lawrenson was at the game. Their second half performance was as good as anything in the last year, including even obviously getting to the final. And, you know, everything to the letter of the law, be tight at the back second half, but always, always carry a threat. And boy, did they carry a threat. And in the end, they've won extremely comfortably. An outstanding, outstanding display by Liverpool tonight. Barcelona are also through to the quarterfinals. Lionel Messi was the star in their 5-1 home win against Lyon. Here's the BBC's John Bennett. Stroll in the park first half. Tense though for 20 minutes second half when Luca Toussard scored for Lyon. In the end though, easing into the quarterfinals. Lionel Messi with two goals, won a penalty, won a fine finish after some twisting and turning on the edge of the box. Coutinho scored. He was clapped off as well after being booed at the weekend. PK scored a brilliant run from one end of the pitch to the other. And finally, off the bench, Usman Dembele. So there will be a La Liga club in the last eight of the Champions League this season. In the Asian Champions League, Thailand's Burry Ram United picked up their first three points in the tournament by beating the 2016 champions Jungbuk Motors. Superchat Sarachat scored in the second half and the host held on for a 1-0 win. In the same group, Beijing Guoan drew 0-0 at home to Udawa Reds. Both games in Group H ended 1-0 in favour of the home side. Manabu Saito scored late to give Kawasaki Frontal a victory over Sydney. Osan Hyundai beat Shanghai SIPG. Cricket Now and Australia have beaten India by 35 runs in Delhi to clinch their five-match one-day series 3-2, having come back from 2-0 down. Usman Kawaja cracked his second century of the series to lead Australia to 272 for 9. The hosts were all up for 237 in reply. Meanwhile, South Africa have won the fourth of five ODIs against Sri Lanka by six wickets in Port Elizabeth. Set 190 to win, they got there with more than 100 balls to spare. It leaves South Africa one win away from completing a 5-0 whitewash. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Consumer Council warns about the safety of some baby mattresses. The mainland unemployment rate rises above 5%. And that's the news from RTHK. Till the very next day Probably be busy so you can 